Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm Jenna Ellis, and welcome to Just the Truth Podcast, sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find them at thomasmoresociety.org. It is a party in Dallas, Texas. We are live from the Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Summit. We are going to be live all through the show tonight, have a great lineup of ladies that are godly, sincere, conservative young women that are going to inspire you, encourage you. I am so excited to be here. And we're going to be live tomorrow night as well, and also right here on Real America's Voice throughout the weekend. So definitely stay tuned to Real America's Voice. And my first guest, I'm so excited, is Amy Robbins. She is a speaker. She is the president and CEO founder of Alexo Athletica, which uh, is for concealed carry. So she is a pro Second Amendment advocate. Everyone I know loves and supports this issue. So Amy, thank you for being here on Just the Truth. Thanks for having me on. And it is a party. I can testify (laughs) to that right now. If you hear the music in the background, absolutely. And of course, it's the pink event tonight. So all the ladies are wearing pink. Yes, yes. Uh, Yeah, but so tell me what you're going to be speaking about in the workshops, the breakout sessions, and about your company. Absolutely. So I'm so excited to be here this weekend because as you know, right now, there are several political pundits that are targeting the Second Amendment. So now more than ever, it is important that we speak to young women on the importance of the Second Amendment and how that applies to them, how gun rights are, in fact, women's rights issues. And so that's what I'm going to be speaking about this week. My company, the foundation of it is the Second Amendment. I wouldn't have a company for concealed carry activewear uh, for women if there was no Second Amendment. And so I'm talking to women because I believe that it is so important that we exercise our rights and we use them. If we don't use them, we will lose them. And so that's a lot of what I'm going to be speaking about this week uh, to all the young ladies. Yeah, that's so exciting. And, you know, I think that a lot of young women are confronted with this whole idea that, well, you know, this is too um, in your face about why are you a Second Amendment advocate and how can you be pro-life yet pro-gun? And some of those types of Um, objections, I think, to what is really a central foundational right to self-defense. Sure. So what what is your encouragement to combat the objection? I'm actually glad that you brought up, I get get asked that a lot, how can you be pro-life and be pro-firearm? Well, um, the Founding Fathers said that, you know, our Constitution is there to protect life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And I am pro-life, which is why I'm pro-Second Amendment. I am Mm -hmm. pro-keeping my son alive, my soon-to-be daughter alive, keeping myself alive should Mm -hmm. somebody want to threaten my safety or take any any of my rights away from me. I mean, that is a very pro-life stance. And so I don't think that there is a separation between the two by any means. But what's happened is the narrative has gotten has gotten shifted a lot. And so they've really made firearms out to be big, bad, scary things when all it is is really a tool to protect your freedoms, to protect your liberty, and to protect your life. 
And so that's what I hope to get across to all the women while I'm here this week. And that was really a big goal with my company. I mean, when I started this and I got into concealed carry and being a Second Amendment advocate, there was nothing on the market that looked like people like us would wear it. <laughs> yeah. it was, there yeah, was very, all, all like the manly sort of yes, stuff. Yes, it was very scary looking, very yes. intimidating. And so I wanted to change that. I wanted to be, bring so many people into the fold by giving them cute, fashionable, functional pieces of clothing that gave them the ability to exercise their rights. And even if they're not old enough yet to carry a firearm, I still want them to know that you've got to protect yourself. Mm -hmm. And so we give the women ability to, to carry all kinds of things, um, no matter if it's mace, a taser, or a firearm. We just won't discriminate against the firearm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And you, know, you bring up that key word, exercise our rights. And I think that a lot of the left would like to say, okay, well, there's the Second Amendment, but we will choose when, how, where, and why you can participate in this particular right. It's the same thing for free exercise of religion, yeah. right? So that key word is so important to maintaining sure. our constitutionally protected rights. And so how do you encourage young women who maybe haven't handled a firearm before, who maybe just um, are interested in self-protection, what's the first step they can uh, do to actually exercising their right? Get training. Go to a range, find somebody. Luckily, we live in a day and age where there is a lot of accessible training and there's a lot of women trainers that are coming into this community that are ready and willing to help somebody find the right firearm that's gonna fit in their hand, that's gonna give them all the safety education that they need because honestly, to be a Second Amendment advocate, we've gotta advocate for safe, responsible gun ownership that comes along with our freedom. Um, and so just getting to a range and practicing. Mm -hmm. um, I give tips on my Instagram page all the time on the top five firearms for women to ask for when they go to a range to get their hands on because it's not one size fits all. Just like Very your shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Very you need true. multiple shoes for multiple occasions and you have to try them on. It's the same thing with your firearm. You need to yeah. try it out and you need to get training with it. And then I think as they become more proficient and they understand how it operates, it starts to remove that fear that keeps them from wanting to exercise their Second Amendment in the first place. Right. Yeah, the comfort level. Mm -hmm. And that absolutely makes sense. And, you know, I have uh, a firearm and I definitely went through that process of selecting a few and, you know, what uh, what works for my dad or my brother. <laughs> my brother's is definitely not the same thing that I picked, And they're going right? to yeah. they're gonna want you to shoot their gun, too, usually. Right. <laughs> right. Usually, yeah. It's like, well, hey, let me show you this one. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but absolutely. And it's what you feel comfortable with. And it's also for the situation because, you know, what fits in maybe a handbag is going to be very different than yeah. what that's um, you know on a guy under his jacket or something exactly so, yeah so um so in the last couple minutes we have here too what do you think is the number one besides obviously the you know the mainstream media's narrative and trying to say well the second amendment doesn't matter what is the main thing that is um, that the left is trying to do right now in terms of gun control that would foreclose our second amendment rights that student activists can get involved championing uh, yeah absolutely I mean that's that's a great question because there's a lot of legislation that is coming down the pipeline right now that were has passed in the house mm -hmm. but hasn't passed in the Senate, and I would just encourage anyone that wants to get um, involved with the Second Amendment issues, you need to know what is getting passed. You need to know what your senators and your congressmen and women are voting on because you need to be able to call them and disagree with it. Or, you know, if you, su if you support what they're doing, if it's something that's pro-Second Amendment, give them a call, write your mm -hmm. legislation, let them know. That's really the best thing that we can do. But we're waiting right now on 
see if this is going to get voted on and pass in the Senate. I don't think it will, but universal background checks. Um, you know, they're wanting to ban high-capacity magazines. They're want, there's a lot of things that they're trying to get passed that's already passed in the House, but we're just waiting on the vote in the Senate. So mm. we'll see if that's going to happen. But call, get involved. Um, it's the best thing that you can that you can do. Absolutely. And where can people find you in your athletic career? Yeah, absolutely. So our website is Alexo. It's Alex with an O. Yes, Athletica. Alexa. Alexa. Yes. <laughs> AlexoAthletica.com. And you can follow us on social media at Alexo Athletica. Awesome. And on Instagram as well, I know a oh, lot yes. of the young women here are social media influencers. So definitely check that out. Well, Amy, thank you so much thank for coming you. by Just the Truth and looking forward to hearing you speak later on. Thank you. Uh, what's your slot time? 1115 uh, on Saturday. We'll be doing Perfect. a panel with a, a couple of other Second Amendment advocates. And so Excellent. I'm really excited to see what comes out from that. Really looking forward to that. Well, thank you so much. So we are live throughout the hour here from Turning Point USA and the Young Women's Leadership Summit. So excited to be with you and we're going to have a lot of great ladies talking about women's rights topics from a conservative perspective coming up next here on Just the Truth. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we are live from Dallas, Texas, here at the Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Summit. There are so many amazing women at this conference, not only speaking, but also attending, and also as Turning Point USA ambassadors. And I have two of them with me right now to talk more about that and the issues facing young women today. So Emily Finn and Sunny Nelson, thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having us. Very yeah. excited to be here. Thanks, Jenna. Absolutely. And Emily, I'll start with you. So um, as a Turning Point USA ambassador, uh, what is your role and what is the main issue that you think is facing women today? Absolutely. So as a TPUSA ambassador, I do a lot of work on social media. And I think cancel culture is so prevalent in today's society. Conservative values and conservative ideas really aren't able to get out there. And the platforms that young people use the most, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, there's so much big tech censorship of conservatives. So what I try to do is, you know, get those values out there through Turning Point USA. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and Sunny, I know that a lot of women are facing uh, the leftist just lies, frankly, mm -hmm. that are saying, you know, you have to be a feminist, you have yep. to be pro-choice, you have to, have to, have to fit into this box in order to be a real woman, which is mm -hmm. funny because they don't even believe in the biological right? difference anymore <laughs> between men and women. Uh, but, but speak to that and as a TPUSA ambassador, uh, why it's so important for young women to be vocal advocates for yes, truth. Yes, absolutely. And I'm really glad you bring that up because it's so true. You know, women do things that men can't. And women and men are not interchangeable. And that's just a fact. So I'm very glad that there are people like you and organizations like Turning Point that take a strong stand on life. Because the pro-life issue, it's a personal issue for me. It's something that women need to be vocal about. You know, the left victimizes women. They say, you can't have your baby and your career. You have to choose one. And we know that's just not the case. And so I'm very glad there are people like y'all that can empower women to do both. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so as, uh, Emily, as a Turning Point USA ambassador, um, how did you get involved with Turning Point and what drove you to want to be an ambassador? Yeah, so I was actually working in news media and I saw all of these interviews with Charlie Kirk, with, you know, Alex Clark, and I was, um, you know, just really impressed with everything that they were doing. And, you know, this is really, when I went into journalism, I wanted to stand up for the truth, but it's Turning Point USA and what they're doing is standing up for the truth, doing the groundwork on the college campuses, mm -hmm. you know, in local communities all across the country. So I got inspired and decided to become an ambassador. That is so fantastic. And Sunny, you know, you and I uh, have gone back and worked, worked together on a lot of uh, combating yeah. the fake news media <laughs> for, of course, the 45th president. And, yes. um, you know, we've seen that firsthand. Mm -hmm. And so um, as you look at the media's role and involvement, mm -hmm. um, how would you encourage young women to take what they see from the media and not mm -hmm. just accept reporting as truth, but really look for the truth themselves. Yes, exactly. And that is one thing that I learned working with you for President Trump. You know, Twitter is not real life. And <laughs> yes, so that, that is one thing that I just want to highlight to a lot of people. You know, when you're really involved in Twitter, it seems like, oh my gosh, the world is ending. Everyone's against us, but that's not true. So I think, you know, pushing back on the fake news, expand what you are looking at. Don't just watch, you know, your local news. Don't just watch CNN and MSNBC. Expand it. Look at other views that are not the same as yours. And then from there, draw your own opinion. Yeah. And, and this is where the free exchange of ideas is so important. One of the things that I love about Turning Point USA, that I love about networks like Real America's Voice, is the ability to actually have these conversations. Mm -hmm. Because, um, Emily, you, know, you said you were involved in the media. And um, so I want to ask you that same question. How did you see your role in the media uh, as really were you able to speak truth did you see that kind of um, frankly you know narcissism in journalist activism with uh, some of the people that you were around or what was your experience of course yeah I think the work that I did uh, like I said definitely always wanted to stand up for the truth but wasn't able to get my message out there wasn't able to get that information out there as much so I think with organizations like this that really push it through social media through online platforms that's where you really get that message across yeah and and so Sunny with um, with the young women there will be over 2,000 young women that are here in Dallas Texas awesome. what does that say to you about the future of the conservative movement because the left would love to yeah. say hey this is just the party of old white men yeah and, um, you know Abby Johnson just uh, told me that a little bit ago <laughs> saying you know hey this is not true uh, but what does it say to you that there are so many young women like yourselves mm -hmm. that are here who want to learn about the truth and be yeah. better vocal activists well I think that you know actions speak louder than words and you know the big tech giants they can try to control us and shut us down online they can silence us but they can't stop us from coming together mm. they can't stop us from uniting and coming to these conferences and just speaking the truth so really having everybody here just highlights that fact, you know, you can't silence us forever. And the party really is, it's attracting people because it's common sense, you know, women full of common sense, we're attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so, so Emily, you know, as you're looking at the young women's voice today, 
What is so important about um, encouraging other young women to use their voice for truth? I mean, you've done that in journalism. You're not doing that with Turning Point USA. But uh, while the left would say, you know, there's no gender distinction, uh, I think it's very important for young women in particular to make sure to have their voices heard. Of course. I mean, no one is going to stand up for us except for ourselves. And this is such an incredible opportunity, an incredible event. I've never seen so much girl power and empowerment yes. in one room. Mm -hmm. So I think we really need to stand together and, you know, just be conservative women. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And that, that term empowerment, mm -hmm. ladies, I think is such a misnomer from the left yep. because when they say, oh, we're going to empower you by telling you that there's no difference between men and women. Yeah. We're going to empower you by saying you can't have a marriage in a family or you're, yep. you are, you know, a 1950s girl if you want to do it. Or even, you know, looking at us, we're dressed like feminine yeah. women. And I love that, right? I love being a woman. I love expressing the biblical identity mm -hmm. of a difference between male and female. And yes. so that's genuine empowerment is when we tell women, this is how God created you and made you. Mm -hmm. And that is something that we need to lean into, not uh, try to compete with men. And so um, I think that it's, it's just such an incredible statement that there are so many women here. Mm -hmm. uh, but what would you like to see from the men <laughs> encouraging women? I know I asked Charlie Kirk this earlier and you both were here yes. for that. But from, um, from your perspective, Sunny, what would you like to see young men do to better support young women? Yes, absolutely. Well, Charlie, we were talking about this. He really just hit the nail on the head with this one. Women, and I really think it has to start with women. Women have to not give men such a free pass to let mm -hmm. them treat them however, you know, they feel like treating them. Women have to stand up for themselves and say, no, I have value. I'm a daughter of the king. You're not going to treat me like that. And it really starts with women knowing their value. When it comes to men, I think this is where the father in the household is so important. And you see the left, the government, what do they try to do? They try to remove the father mm, from the household. So true. So it starts with husbands and dads standing up and telling their children how to treat a woman. Mm -hmm. Husbands love your wives. Exactly. That is in the Bible. And so um, in the last minute that we have here, um, Emily, for the young women who have been so encouraged by the both of you tonight and really want to be part of Turning Point USA, how can they do that? Uh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, they can apply through the Turning Point website, um, get involved on their college campus, get involved in all of the local community events that they have throughout the country, and really stand up for conservative values. Yeah, that's so exciting. Yes, and so thank you so much, Sunny Nelson and Emily Fenn, for uh, joining me tonight here on Just the Truth, and continue to use your voice and advocate for the truth. It's been an amazing time here already, and uh, we are here with more of Just the Truth and uh, the Young Women's Leadership Summit throughout the weekend. So stay tuned to Real America's Voice for more, a great lineup of speakers, and definitely tune in Sunday morning because I'll be taking the main stage and hopefully encouraging young women to be great advocates for truly conserving truth. That's the root word of conservatism, right? Where you're conserving the principles that are grounded in the Word of God. So we'll be right back with more of Just the Truth. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.
Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we are here live at Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit, and I am so excited for this next interview. You have known Erica for a very long time as the owner and founder of Proclaim Streetwear, but she has also a brand new title, which is Charlie Kirk's wife. Yes. I am so excited. Erica, congratulations. You. Your wedding photos are beautiful. Thank I just you. love you and Charlie, and oh. you just have the wedding glow, so congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited, and I am so blessed that I met you however many years ago and clicked and hit it off and it's so amazing to see how your career has just exploded as well. So it's really cool we're in these cool new seasons together. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know, your friendship um, has just been so important in my life too. I mean, I think a lot of people who, um, you know, watch what you're doing, watch what um, hopefully they're, they're tuning in right now watching what I'm doing, you know, uh, they they really need to know and understand that women like us need each other. And Absolutely. we, you have been such an encouragement in the highs and lows of my life. And um, hopefully I've, I've been the same yes, with yours. Uh, and, yes. you know, and because you're such a wonderful, godly woman, and I'm so grateful for your presence. And I want you to talk about um, and just encourage other young women that you made a decision mm -hmm. to get married mm -hmm. and uh, to really join Charlie's uh, passion for everything mm -hmm. that he's doing. And I think a lot of young women have this really unbiblical sense Absolutely. of I need to put myself first right. and put off marriage and maybe that's not something I should pursue. So right. speak to that in your own life and from uh, your very godly example. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think you can relate to this too from the standpoint of having lived in D.C., um, I don't know if you're still in D.C. or not, yes, but kind of in D.C. <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> and I was in Manhattan for six years and you can attest to this. You see these women running this rat race that's not their own, trying to go up a corporate ladder, chasing after the toxic boss babe culture. And that's not what they're they're called to do. And a lot of people take Ephesians 5 completely out of context. And then even within the church, I'll say, I'll be honest, within the church, a lot of people within the church are like, oh, marriage is hard. You don't want to get, wait for a little bit until you want to get married. And it's like, no, marriage is exciting. Marriage is, is coming together with someone that God has created for you and, and to be your husband's helper and to be there by the side. So I, I, I love this new season of life. I keep telling people I'm so happy and excited to be married. But no, it's, it's one of those things where I think a lot of girls are confused with their functional calling and their primary calling, mm -hmm. mixing that in a very unhealthy way and then also being confused as to where their line is in the sand within when it comes to culture and life and all in Absolutely. Family, so. You know, and you mentioned um, climbing the corporate ladder and that sort of boss babe culture right. and that is so antithetical to what God's design for mm -hmm. biblical femininity is. And Absolutely. I've always said from, I mean, the time that I was 14 and wanted to be a lawyer, mm -hmm. that's a ministry and mm -hmm. I still consider everything that I've done is is a ministry Absolutely. and if you have that focus it's actually been amazing how god has used that in my mm -hmm. life in the same way with you because right. you have a ministry and mm -hmm. yes it's it's a business it's a career per se right. but if you understand that the primary calling and creation of women is to follow the lord in his calling and part of that mm -hmm. is family absolutely 100 percent. Yep. i totally agree and and Something I heard a while ago which really struck me because I come from a bloodline of entrepreneurs. My mother was a business owner, a single mom, and it's, it's fascinating to be able to see that 
you you it's almost as if you you work all this way and you work up your career and your reward is your children mm -hmm. your reward is your marriage your reward is that is what god has created for you for that purpose and i thought that was so beautiful but another thing is too is that within my own ministry and my own career obviously God, Charlie, my family come first. Mm -hmm. But within that, I'm still able to incorporate my beliefs and God within Proclaim Streetwear, within my Bible ministry. Like all of that stuff to me is like, you don't compartmentalize your faith. It all blends together. And it's all about like giving back and making a difference and keeping Christ as the center focus of your life. Yeah, it's 100%. the comprehensive worldview. And that's where I'm so grateful that you are able to inspire the young women here to have that biblically centered focus mm -hmm. because um, I see a lot of the young women here who want to be, you know, the rising sort of Instagram influencers and this and that, yes, influencer, that. Uh, rather than really the focus of everything we do, whether mm -hmm. it's politics, it's our uh, our entrepreneurship, our marriage, our family, everything should be mm -hmm. grounded in truth and the Word of God. Absolutely. And it doesn't mean that things always turn out exactly as we expected. Right. I mean, I've had relationships that have not gone uh, the right way. I mean, I thought I would be married and, you know, I haven't been yeah. um, yet in terms of, you know, having that sure. relationship totally. that's, right. um, that's been the forever relationship. Right. And you've been such a great support through all of that. Absolutely. And that's why we need our girlfriends. Yeah. And so for those who, you know, maybe then are saying, oh, well, I missed my chance. Well, you know, not at all. And mm -hmm. I still know that I'm exactly where God has me. Exactly. And so for the people who maybe are looking at you and thinking, oh my goodness, well, I didn't get married that young. Mm -hmm. God doesn't waste time. No. And I think your story is so wonderful as a testimony. Yeah. Uh, to so many others and that type of encouragement. Right. So so what are you going to be speaking on here and when? So it's funny. I'm speaking on Saturday. I'm actually going to be touching on some of those topics Good. and how how to honestly combat comparison, being a, comparing your life to other people's, mm. especially when it comes to the season of waiting. And I think so many people pray through that season to make it go by faster. Like, mm. God, why are you not... Why are you not pushing me through this? Why, why am I still, why do I still feel stuck? And I think it's one of the most powerful seasons to be in is a season of waiting. Whether you're waiting for the one and you're not dating, whether you're waiting for your career to explode. And, and so often all these young women, I mean, the Young Women's Leadership Summit here is phenomenal. You have all the hustle and bustle of all the young girls from all over the country. And I don't want them to look at another girl in the room and say, wow, she's where I wanna be. But that's not how it is. You cannot compare your season of waiting to someone's season of harvest and think mm -hmm. to yourself, they took my spot. It's not a competition with them. Like God has you running your own race. And I think that's something that a lot of young women need to remember and understand is that like what God has meant for you, he won't let that pass you by. Absolutely. He just won't. And, and, and so it's really encouraging to be seeing a lot of young women here being so like engaged and and they come and leaving this leadership summit after hearing speak you're speaking on saturday too i believe on, right? on sunday morning sunday morning yes. yeah and it's one of those things where they get filled with encouragement from all these other women that are speaking on stage and even if you just spark mm -hmm. something within that that young person that next generation it's a life well lived absolutely and and speaking of that competition that's such an important point because mm -hmm. so many uh, young women look to the culture for women's empowerment mm -hmm. and these types of phrases that really are about just finding you know yourself and your path and they think that they have to push everyone else out of the way right. in order to get where they want to be rather than 
saying, if I am true to what God has called me to, Absolutely. then it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing. And right. I can actually then encourage other women around me and have mentors who are older and have and encourage the young women around me. And that's what I see you always do, Erica, Absolutely. is that you always encourage all of the women around you. And that is something that is so needed as a contrast to culture and um, and so for the young women maybe who are feeling alone and feeling like you know they're here but they're maybe a little overwhelmed what would be your message to them I would honestly say just keep your eyes open in a way not looking on the exterior but keep your eyes open to someone who God uses to speak to you and get your attention in a way only you would be able to uh, to grasp and understand because you're gonna have people that walk past you and you might hear a word or a sentence that wasn't intended for you, but it sparked something in your heart. Mm -hmm. God uses anyone to get to you. And I really think that that's what conferences like this are helpful for, because you have everyone coming from all over the country and you, you might find a new mentor. You might find someone else that'll be able to be there for you at some of the darkest and lowest points in your life. And that's what you need most, is someone who will be by your side and, and anyone can be with you for the highest highs, but when you're with someone for the lowest lows, I think that's what matters the most. And so you'll make friends here, you'll, you'll meet some people, but keep your eyes open because you never know. Yeah. You just never know. God will use anyone to get your attention so that you can always go back to Him, keep your focus on Him, and really just stay focused on what He's called you to do. And those, those areas and times of the suffering mm -hmm. and the low points, right. that's... I think encouraging for people to to realize that you recognize that because I know that so many young women you know look at you as such a role model and think oh wow her life must have been so easy <laughs> right and if you know she's a, know. right and <laughs> right. oh you know her life must have been so perfect mm -hmm. all along and um, and it's such a great testimony to the strength of the Lord in you and I think that you and I can both attest with the things that we've gone through the the lows truly and having that support and that friendship um, both you know us together and uh, with other other truly godly women that had we not gone through that suffering we wouldn't have the strength of the Lord no. to do what we're called to. absolutely and we would not be able to pour into people on the next generation and be a trailblazer and really be able to say you know what I get what you're going through but you got to push through this season you have to turn the page and you have to keep going and and it's one thing for a woman to say to another woman oh I'll be praying for you I'm thinking about you like but no, like when someone asks you to pray for them, pray for them right then and there. Be there for them right then and there. Instead of trying to make this whole thing like, I'm supporting you, I'm supporting, like really do it and really align your actions to it. And I think when you go through the struggles and when you go through hardships in life, you understand how those small little moments of being there for someone completely changes their mm -hmm. whole perspective and their whole life. And, and I think it's one of those things where even too, with your students that you've worked with before and all the other stuff that you've done, you see when you see past those smiles yeah I know you do yes. and when you do you're so good about being like let me hear a little bit further about where your heart's at yeah and then you pour into those people so it's it's one of those things where you kind of train your eye for it <laughs> yes and you look well you know Erica let's do that right now let me pray over oh, you and uh, Lord thank you so much for Erica and for her new marriage and I thank you for her her friendship her godly example and use her in this new role as Charlie's wife bless her and keep her 
We love her so much, and you have called her to such an extraordinary purpose, Lord. And we know that for everyone who loves you and is called according to his purpose, you can do amazing things, the highs and the lows. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank Thank you, Erica, and thank you for joining us here on Just the Truth. We will be right back. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Welcome back to Just the Truth, and we are live from Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit that has just kicked off. You should have heard the music in the break. Everybody is so excited to be here. Charlie Kirk is speaking on stage right now, but actually even more importantly, I think, is the young woman who is sitting right beside me. This is Annabelle Rutledge, and she is the National Director for... Young Women for America. Which is so exciting, and that is with uh, actually our good friend Kimmy Nance, Concerned Women for America. This is a part of Concerned Women for America. And so the Young Women for America, I want you to describe that a little bit and what uh, your emphasis is with Concerned Women for America. Yeah, so basically we are high school and college age grassroots. So we do exactly what Concerned Women for America does, but we do it with high school and college age women on their campuses and in their communities. So they're speaking up for things like the unborn. They are the voice for the unborn on their campuses in high school and in college. They're a voice for women who've been sexually exploited. They stand up for education choice against critical race theory being implemented in education, religious liberty, support for Israel. All of these things are things that they're tackling on a daily basis within their communities. And this is such an important uh, emphasis for young women because Mm -hmm. I know Penny's uh, work is so incredibly wonderful. She's been such a great friend to the show. And uh, to then emphasize uh, young women and how we can truly encourage uh, the Mm -hmm. next generation to get involved in these issues. And one of the things that you're working on is a sports equality and making sure that uh, the trans women who of course are biological men Mm -hmm. who are trying to foreclose uh, the fairness in women's sports. Yeah, I mean, I'm so glad that you brought up Penny. Penny's the reason that we have Young Women for America. CWA has been around for 42 years. When she came in a little over a decade ago, she saw and recognized how important that next generation was going to be. And it is important. I mean, when we're looking at this women's sports issue, who's on the front lines? It's our high school and college age females. Those are the real losers. And isn't it so funny? It's not funny, it's heartbreaking. Isn't it heartbreaking that every single time we're talking about introducing sexual orientation and gender identity language into laws, it is always the women that are the losers. And so this is such an important voice. I actually had the opportunity to be down in Jacksonville when Governor DeSantis signed Florida's Fairness in Women's Sports Act day yes. after Memorial Day. Very important piece of legislation. So exciting and also a little funny to be celebrating something that's extremely common sense so yeah and this has been something that obviously for you know millennia and since the foundation of the earth since god created the male and female that we know in genesis 127 uh, biology matters and it's so interesting i think that you never hear the flip side of that you never see the uh, trans men that want to go and participate in men's sports as women because we just know there's an inherent immutable biological 
biological difference. And so with these young women that you're working with, um, not just the activists, but also the women who are participating in women's sports mm -hmm. on high school and college campuses, uh, what is their attitude towards this? I mean, are they courageously wanting to fight this? Yes, they absolutely. I love that you brought up Genesis. Of course, we are a Christian organization. Our faith motivates everything we do first and foremost. But yes, our Young Women for America leaders, they want to take this on. I always say I have the opportunity and blessing to be the national director, but really I want to be just like them. You, you know, you brought up the word courage. They are so courageous, but they're also kind. Um, you know, we got a text from our leader, I'm trying to think of the state, in Georgia. And she texted us, I'm, I'm about to go in, and uh, she had a tennis match against a biologically male competitor. Can you guys please pray for me? And, you know, they then the next week she was making a video for us, you know, urging governors that we put out on social media to please stand up for women's sports. So they go in, they do the thing. Right now this is their reality, sadly. And then they turn around the next day and they're going to fight it and they're going to do it with a smile on their face, with boldness and with the love of Christ behind them. So. And I love that story because so often the leftist uh, mainstream media will paint the advocates for truth as these hateful, insincere mm -hmm. bigots that you're just not celebrating someone's personal life choice and how hateful and intolerant are you. But mm -hmm. to see that these young women are truly wanting to be examples, they're wanting to love uh, their, their competitors, unfortunately, yes. that are, you know, the ones competing against them. That is a really difficult position mm -hmm. to be put into and to have that type of courage and have that heart at mm -hmm. such a young age is really um, a testament to the work of the Lord in their lives. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm so grateful for what you do at, uh, at Concerned Women for America with you know, the, these young women. And um, so for, for your efforts specifically, um, I know that the Equality Act is, is yes. a big thing that Penny talks about a lot. What is the status of that and where are your efforts focused? Yeah, well, I mean, as we know, it passed the House. Um, it's awaiting a call to the Senate floor. Of course, this month is Pride Month. I think there's some speculation that things could get moved to the Senate floor during this month, but we can't really know. It's It's been a very interesting uh, congressional season. So, you know, at some point it's going to come to the Senate floor. What we're doing as a grassroots uh, organization, we're activating our grassroots. Uh, since it came to the House floor, once it passed calling senators, you know, that makes a difference. Senator Joe Manchin, when he did, was the only Democrat not to co-sponsor that bill. And when he was asked why, he said, why would I, when I'm getting 10 to 1 calls against the Equality Act from my constituents? That's a Democrat senator who's actually, you know, this is the way government works. He answers to his constituents. And some of those people are Young Women for America leaders. We have two active uh, leaders who have been reaching out to his office, thanking him, supporting him in that. So Wow. And of course, everyone can be praying for him as yes. well. And that just shows as well the importance of making sure that we are communicating with our legislators, yes. uh, both on the state level and also the federal level, because it matters. And I know from my own home state of Colorado, uh, one of my dear friends who was uh, unfortunately term limited out of the Senate would always say, if you heard even from 10 people on an issue, that was a big deal. Mm -hmm. But when you hear from hundreds, mm -hmm. you pay attention. And even on the federal level, I think that's true. Yes, yes. I mean, I heard it said once from someone who worked on the Hill, a Hill staffer, that when someone calls into their office, they extrapolate that to a thousand voices. Because they know mm -hmm. the average person probably isn't going to pick up the phone and call the senator, but they know that that person represents a whole bunch of people. So it right. makes a difference when we engage in our government process. We do what we're supposed to do. It's from the states 
rates up local to federal and that makes a difference and that's what our young women for america are learning to do they're learning what it means to actually engage in the political realm to engage with their peers to educate and then to act yes and that engagement i think is actually an even better word than activists because mm. activists we tend to think of you know the ones who are just out there protesting yes. or you know the peaceful protesting yes. and that kind of thing but but activism is truly all about engagement mm -hmm. and just being an active participatory citizen and to mm -hmm. teach young women that their voices matter i mean this is what government led of the people by yeah. the people for the people is all about and uh, you also champion of course pro-life and i think that yes. these issues of course are they butterfly together so well because the truth is that we're all human beings made in the image of yeah. God, amen. and it's not about finding ourselves, it's about finding our true identity in Christ. Yes, amen, absolutely. And that is what our Young Women for America represent, and that's why they're different on their campuses when they talk, because how can you look at them and, and, and not think they're on the right side? They're calm, they're, you know, they're, they're have their wits about them, they're not screaming, they're willing to engage intellectually on the issues and still love people at the same time, so it's really beautiful. Well, you are a wonderful advocate for the Young Women for America and where can people go to find out more and how yeah, to get engaged? So they can go to youngwomenforamerica.org to get engaged and we actually have a training coming up. We do really get less of a conference style and more of a hands-on training for our leaders and it will be in Tampa so they can go to that link and they'll they'll find another link to that application if they're Fantastic. interested. So. Well Annabelle Rutledge thank you so much for joining thank me you, tonight Jenna. and we are going to be right back live from Dallas, Texas and the Turning Point USA Young Women's Leadership Summit all night and stay tuned to Real America's Voice. We'll be here throughout the weekend. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Turning Point USA's Young Women's Leadership Summit. And of course, we couldn't close out the show without talking to the man himself, Charlie Kirk, my very good friend who is the founder of Turning Point USA. Thank you so much for thank having you, Real Jenna. America's Voice. Great to see event. you. Great yeah, to see thank you. Thank you. This is great to have you here. So. Yeah, absolutely. So talk about this event and why it's so exciting to have so many young women here. Yeah, so we started this event in summer of 2015. And it was June of 2015. We had maybe 70 people. It was in like an attic in this weird part of the suburbs of Chicago at a resort that's now like completely been repossessed called Pheasant Run. We had no money, but it was this, there was all this energy of these young ladies that came in from across the country. And we've been growing it year after year. And I mean, now it's amazing. We have 2,500 young women. Every seat is filled. Um, and it's important. Look, I mean, we believe there are differences between men and women. Men are better at some things than women, and women are better at some things than women. That means they have different challenges and different things that they encounter. And this is a really important event because it's really hard to be a conservative in America, especially hard to be a young conservative woman in America. 
And so we have a lot, I think we have A-list a speakers um, kind of line up, including you and Kaylee McEnany and Candace and many others uh, that are going to be addressing that. Yeah, I'm really excited to speak here and to see uh, all these young women who are here to learn how to champion true conservative values that are biblically based. And I know that you and your new wife, Erica, who's yes, with me earlier. Super excited. Yes, congratulations. Thank you. And she's such a wonderful advocate for young women. And I think um, it's also so important as we talk throughout the show to um, other women who are inspiring women, um, talk about the importance of the role of the godly man yes. encouraging women. Well, that, that's critically important. I mean, we're going to try to start a, a young men's leadership summit because there's a lot that needs to be addressed there. But look, it means being obedient. It means following the law, which actually is the wise restraint that keeps you free. You know, we have a secular society that teaches young men to pursue pleasure and not virtue, uh, to try to go after some sort of kick of immediate gratification that's really bad for their soul and their character and their long-term um, their life and their spirit and their soul so that's a, that's a really important part and look I mean most men in America are quite honestly cowards and they uh, they don't know what it means to be a man they don't take responsibility they don't ever try to do anything adventurous or heroic they instead blame other people for their problems there's a lot of different contributing factors to that I actually think there's some biochemical factors to that as well um, that's a different conversation for a different time but yeah look the, the godly man is very important and God believes that the union is made for a reason between men man and woman. There are very distinct differences. We make no qualms about that here at this conference. Absolutely. And so since the left now believes there is no such thing as a woman because the new infrastructure package says that women are no, not women anymore, they're birthing people, we're <laughs> making a very simple and timeless and dare I say ancestral and eternal and divine statement that men are men and women are women. And it's so simple. And that, Dr. Fauci, is the science, right? Yes. I mean, that's what well, he thinks so, he's science. Right, he, he does. He literally thinks he embodies it. And what, what is so incredible about this, and, and during Pride Month especially, when the left is focused on tearing down the two institutions that actually support the conservative understanding of government, which is the church and the family. And so how important is it uh, to you to teach and train young men and women the importance of the church? traditional family and the church, yes. not just being involved in politics. Well, it's everything. I mean, politics is hopefully an, an extension of your morality. That's what Aristotle said. It's the highest form of community. It combines your morality and your sociability. So where do you get your morals from? Well, if you get your morals from Nickelodeon, you think drag queens are okay. If you get your morals from Disney, then you think that there's no such thing as right and wrong. So you have to have somewhere where those morals come from. You only know that a line is crooked if you have a straight line to compare it to. And that's really, that, that's something that I think a lot of these young women need to hear here. I mean, many of them are in college and high school. They're being fed a nonstop propaganda campaign of secular humanism that either tells them that there's no, men are all in the part of this patriarchal hierarchy and they only want to you know, steamroll you and they're all terrible. Or this other side where it's like, go pursue corporate pleasure and go become a cog in the machine, never get married. And it's like, neither of those things are actually really good. Um, and they're against, I think, how God commanded us to live and things that have been proven to be true and work. And so I, I don't know what the speaker's going to say. I have an inclination they're going to touch on all those different things. Um, and I think a lot of young women are looking for permission to be told, it's okay to get married and have kids. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of women want to hear that because they're told that they have to go work for some miserable company in New York and go become like a law partner. Like, no, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> yeah. okay, go have nine children. That we, and by the way, we should pay people to have children in our country. That's a different conversation <laughs> for a different time. We should pay women and men when they get married to have children. Mm -hmm. And we don't. Instead, we pay them not to. We incentivize them through student loan debt because they have to pay it off to go work for Bank of America to go, you know, mm -hmm. be miserable.
Yeah, and a lot of um, young men and women are taught that the family doesn't matter. Yes, it's everything. And, that that's, and that's actually a crutch to them to go and pursue a lot of these other empty things. And even though, of course, um, ministry is important, but the primary ministry, according to Scripture, is the family. And yes. everyone can participate. Even you know, someone, I'm single, but I still have a family. I am part of my family unit. I talk to my parents. I talk to my brother and sister-in-law. I'm an aunt to my nephews. It's so important. And for you to champion marriage, I think what you and Erica, are doing together is now even more incredible. Thank I mean, you. she's going to have such a great impact on your ministry yes. in such a positive way. Well, thank you. Way. You're very kind. And look, it's you, all this material stuff disappears. Things that are eternal and that last are your, your relationship with your creator, your ability to replicate your values to the next generation, hopefully have a next generation. And that's really kind of what matters. I mean, the wealthiest people in America are the people that have like 15 kids. They're way wealthier than Jeff Bezos. He's a miserable person. I mean, he's always trying to find some point of existence. Like, I'm going to launch myself to Mars. Like, okay. <laughs> no, the people that actually have true wealth are people that have been able to fulfill the biblical commandment to be fruitful and multiply. They have a nation that they want to preserve and protect. They hopefully have a relationship with their creator and their community. That's something really special. And our political party should be unafraid to say this. You know, people like Rick Santorum were ahead of the curve on this, quite honestly, like 10 years ago. And then we decided to go this really awful direction to Mitt Romney to just care about how much plastic we can bring in from China. I think people are really looking for more and real meaning of which we're talking about. Absolutely. Well, so if there's one message that you can communicate to the young ladies here in the last about minute we have, what is the message that you want them to take away from this conference? Oh, they have to be way tougher on men. Oh. Yeah, no, they are way too nice to men. Yeah. They, they, they tell me, not all of them, but like, oh, yeah, I'm afraid I'm not going to find a man, so I compromise my standards. Like, no, men need to be told no, and they need to be told no confidently because you're a schmuck and you don't have anything in your life together. Go find responsibility, and you're not worth me. And, like, that's what they need to hear. And that will actually make them act responsibly and maturely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's actually a really great encouragement to women to say you need to have standards. That's the totally. traditional value to make sure that men are men, men and women are women. So, Charlie, yes. thank you so You're much. You're doing such a great being, job, Jenna. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. And come back anytime on Just the Truth. And we will be here all weekend uh, here at Turning Point USA with the Young Women's Leadership Summit. That's it for this episode of Just the Truth. I'm Jenna Ellis, and we are sponsored by the Thomas More Society, which is a not-for-profit national public interest law firm dedicated to restoring respect in law for life, family, and religious liberty. You can find out more about the Thomas More Society and the incredible work that we do there at thomasmoresociety.org. And I will be back tomorrow and every Monday through Friday here on Just the Truth.